Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. It's good to be here tonight. Amen. It has been a day. Amen. Praise God. But amen. I, I enjoy working for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Uh, you know, we there's times we work overtime at work, and uh, the uh, the edge is taken off because we know we're going to get some overtime pay, right? Amen. I just believe that in heaven I'm going to have some overtime pay. Amen. For their, you know, working for God is the best thing you could ever do. Amen. Living for God, giving Him your all. Amen. That's the best thing you could do. Amen. Just surrender your life to the Lord. Amen. That's what we ought to be doing anyway. Praise God. Amen. Well, it's good to be here tonight. If you have your Bibles, amen. Turn to the book of Joshua. Amen. Joshua chapter 24. And verse 14 and 15, very familiar passage of Scripture. I don't intend to preach long. Um, I don't make a promise at all, but I don't intend to. I know I've heard that before. Um, maybe we get it honest. I don't know. But Joshua chapter uh, 24, verse 14, and verse number 15 says, Now therefore, fear the Lord. And serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Everybody say choose. Choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. 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 If you would lay your Bibles down and just pray and ask God to have his way, amen, tonight over this word. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise if we could. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Amen. And I would like to say thank you to those that did come out from, from New Life. I know it's a long day, but I do appreciate it. And uh, I, it was really good uh, for those that have been coming um, out there uh, have now, are now attending uh, the Truth Church. Um, it was really nice. I really appreciate you all coming, and uh, it helps them uh, to know that there's a church here, that they're a part of this church, and you guys care about them. And I just want to say thank you uh, very much for those who, was, who were able to come out. Amen? Praise God. Amen. Joshua. Amen. Uh, we read here in Joshua where he is, he is talking to the children of Israel. We've heard the story. Amen. But he is posing uh, on this, uh, at this stage in the, the story, they have already gone through uh, the battle of Jericho, and they have fought all the battles. Amen. They've been given the promise, and they have entered in. 
Amen. Joshua had seen many things in his days, and he had, he had seen the, um, uh, the promised land uh, and been denied going in and said, we can take it. Amen. Everyone said, we can't take it. But Joshua said, we can take it. Amen. And uh, his attitude, he kept a, he had a, a different spirit. He had a spirit about him, amen, that God liked, that God cared. And said, you know what? There's something different. Amen. I want a spirit like that. Amen. I believe we ought to have a spirit. Amen. About us that God says, hey, I like that. He's something different about them. They're, they're, they, you know what? They have a different attitude. When the, when the crowd's going left, uh, uh, this, this person goes to the right. They follow my voice, and they, they, they caught my vision. Amen. And Joshua, amen, had gone, even though, amen, he had said, we can take it. Amen. He wandered in the wilderness along with the rest of them. Amen. And he fought uh, the, just the the heat, the desert, and, and had gone through all the, all the time, amen, in the wilderness, amen. But God used him, amen, to lead the children of Israel into the promised land, amen. God had a, a, an, a there was an anointing, if you will, upon his life, amen. He, he was come uh, leading, amen, the, the Moses spirit, they led, uh, he led the people. God put something upon him, amen, that the children of Israel followed after Joshua as they did Moses. There's something about Joshua, amen, that I just want to be like, amen. I want my life to follow, amen, after this guy, hallelujah, amen. And you know what? We ought to look at people who are being successful, amen, in, our, in their walk with God, and that's who we ought to uh, try to, to, to mimic, amen. Amen. A lot of times the opposite is true because we know we struggle in our life. Amen. And we want to cast the stones at those that are doing well. Amen. Instead of saying, hey, I, I, can I, what are you doing? Can I, I want to be like you. And God, help me to have a right spirit. And help me. Amen. I, I, I want to go and do the things. Hallelujah. I'm telling you today, we, uh, we want to be pleasing. We need to be pleasing to God. And Joshua was that type of person. He was a leader. He loved God, and he loved, amen. He didn't love the world. He loved God. Amen. Led these uh, people, complainers, uh, folks through a lot of troubles and trials and situations. Amen. In verse uh, 14 of Joshua chapter 24, amen. All of the uh, battles have been fought, and they're dividing up land, and, and they've gone through so much. Amen. And, but Joshua through it all, he knew the heart of the people. He knew who he was leading. He knew those that were with him. He had heard the murmuring. He had heard the complaining. He had heard when times got tough, he knew who was going to struggle. He knew who was going to say, I quit, I give up. Maybe he went alongside and kept his eyes and said, hey, come on, you can make it. You can keep on. Hey, you're going to get through this. It's going to be all right. Amen. I'm telling you, Joshua was a leader, and he knew, amen, at this very moment was a critical point, amen, in the, uh, the life, uh, the, the, the existence of Israel. Amen. He knew uh, who was there, and he knew who was hearing it, and he knew, amen, the struggles of the people. Amen. And so he poses uh, a question, and he says, uh, choose you this day. He says, you're going to have to make a choice. Uh, I, I, you know, we've brought you this far, but there's going to come a point. Now is the time you have to make a choice. Amen. There's only so far, amen, that can get your life. There's only so far that pastor can take you and your family. There's only so far. There's going to have to be a point, amen, a moment of decision in your life. Hallelujah. If I were to title this tonight, that would be my title, a moment of decision. 
Hallelujah. I'm telling you tonight, uh, choose you this day. Amen. You know what? We can open the doors and we can provide a place of worship and, and, and we can uh, provide music, amen, to clap to. And the church can do so many things, amen, provide youth functions, amen, and do all these great things. Hallelujah. But there comes a point when you, yourself, within your own skin, must choose you this day whom you will serve. Amen. Is it who uh, mom and dad uh, are worshiping or is it you know, somewhere? inside. We've got to make a point, a choice in our life. It's a moment of decision. Hallelujah. I'm telling you today, I'm choosing as for me and my house. Amen. As for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. We're going to serve the Lord. Amen. We're going to get behind what's going on. Hallelujah. We're going to catch the vision. Amen. Of what's happening in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. It's not going to be my desire. It's going to be the will of God. That's what I want. I choose God's will. It doesn't matter what it costs me. Amen. This is a moment of decision. You know what? I'm tired of playing. I'm tired of, amen, I'm tired of fighting. I just want to get God's will done in my life. Choose you this day. Hallelujah. It's a moment of decision. Hallelujah. And tonight, amen, is just that for you. Hallelujah. There's many things. Amen. People here today, I don't know where you're at, but I'm telling you, amen, when you're faced, amen, with a word from the Lord, whether it's from me or from whomever, amen, you must make a choice. You do make a choice. Amen. What you're going to do with the Word of God. Amen. You're going to, you have to make a choice. Amen. What you will do with what you hear. Hallelujah. Amen. You can choose to, to listen and accept. Amen. Or you can choose to just, uh, uh, you know what? It's not for me. Amen. But I'm telling you today, amen, regardless of your choice, amen, God's Word is the truth. Amen. Let God be true and every man a liar. It doesn't matter how we feel. It doesn't matter what, what we've always been taught. It doesn't matter any of these things. Amen. You've got to make a choice for yourself. Amen. Are you going to believe the Word of God? Amen. Are you going to believe what the world's teaching? Or are you going to believe what the world's talking about? Amen. It doesn't matter what anyone else says about the Godhead. If you don't believe there is one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, hallelujah, that's not what the Bible says, that there's three. You've got to believe there's one. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm telling you, uh, after, again, after today's, I told uh, Bishop Riggin, I said, man, I just forgot some of the details of that story, and it's so powerful and so anointing. Amen. What happened? When, uh, has happened even up to this point and even now amen as things begin to progress amen the miracles aren't over hallelujah but I'm telling you these people were faced with a choice amen there's a moment of decision hallelujah you know many times when you're driving down the highway amen and an animal crosses into the into the road or a deer or another car you have just a, a moment in time to make a decision amen I don't know if you've ever been there but I know that I have Amen. And there's times, amen, because of a deer, because of an animal, amen, because of something, amen, the, de the decision, the, the, the choice that is made, amen, is to swerve, amen. And a lot of times, many times, it ends in tragedy, amen. But you know what? There was only a moment, amen. There was only a moment in time to make a choice, hallelujah, and make a decision, amen. And you know what? Amen. Many times that's how it is with, uh, with, with, with the Lord, amen. There was a, a rich young ruler, amen, that the Lord, he came to the Lord, I want to go to heaven, amen. Don't we all want to go to heaven? Isn't that what this is all about? Amen. I want to be saved. Amen. It's not about fitting into the right group. Amen. I want, to, I want to get into the right group that's going to heaven. I don't care what's going on. I want to find that group, and I want to do what they're doing. Amen. 
And this young man said, I want to go. Hallelujah. Amen. But, you know, the Lord said, hey, you're lacking one thing. And this young man said, what's that? He said, sell everything you have and give it to the poor. And in a moment, he made a decision. Amen. That changed and affected the rest of his life. I don't know how many days he lived beyond that, that uh, encounter with Jesus. I don't know when the day he died. Amen. But there was a moment in time that he had an encounter with the Lord that affected the rest of his life. Amen. Tonight, amen, sit in this church service. Uh, amen. I'm telling you, God's reaching for you and saying, hey, here's one opportunity. I'm giving you a chance. Uh, here's a moment in time. It says, and Jesus says, you're lacking one thing. Uh, amen. Your, your life. You got too much in your life. You got to get rid of some things. You got to get rid of some, some, some baggage. You got to get rid of your old ways, your old traditions. You got to get rid of everything. Amen. And you got to follow me. Amen. I'm telling you, in a moment of decision, amen, in a moment tonight, amen, you're going to make a decision when you walk out of this house. The young man walked away. Bible says he walked away sorrowful. Hallelujah. He walked away, amen, and because he said, you know what, it's not worth it. It's not worth it for me. I can do all the, I can, I can manage the, you know, you tell me, uh, do X, do Y, do Z, and do, do this and that. That's fine. I can, I can follow the rules, uh, and that's what he did. He followed the law to the T. Amen. But his possessions were, were too much for him. Amen. I want the attitude, amen, of the disciples. Amen. I want the attitude, amen, when Jesus comes walking along and says, Hey, hey, why don't you come follow me? Why don't you come follow me? Uh, I'm just tending my nets. Uh, give me just a minute. I, I'll get with you next week, or maybe I'll get with you next, ne next Sunday. Maybe next Sunday I can, I, I'll get done doing the, uh, the work I've got going on here, and maybe I'll, I'll have time later on. I'm telling you, when Jesus walked by, there was a moment in time. Amen. He asked the question, hallelujah, in John chapter 6, uh, 65 to 68, Jesus is, is coming and, and, and he's beginning to, to uh, reach out to his the, the soon-to-be disciples. Amen. Let's see how they reacted when the Lord came uh, calling them. Verse 65, and he said, therefore said I unto you that no man, amen, can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. Amen. I'm sorry. Uh, that is not where I need to be. Praise God. Uh, but if we read, amen, we read where Jesus says, uh, just come, uh, hey, why don't you follow me? Amen. And straightway, uh, amen, the Bible says that they left their nets. They left everything that they had. And straightway, immediately, amen, they didn't say, well, I've got some business and things to take care of. And i got to make sure you're, you're, they didn't know who he was. There was a moment in time. Hey, it didn't make sense. Uh, they didn't understand. But there was something inside of them that said, hey, I, I, I'm going to follow after this guy. I'm going to follow. There's, a, there's something different about him. Amen. I'm telling you, there's something different. Amen. About when God comes knocking on your door. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you tonight, are you ready? Amen. You better be ready. Huh? Hallelujah. Because God's knocking on your door. Come follow me. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Uh, you know what? There's something about those disciples from the, I, I couldn't imagine. Being, could you imagine being at work tomorrow? Whatever you do, being at work, and a guy come walk up with sandals. Of course, y'all had sandals on, but somebody come walking up, and they said, 
why don't you just quit your job and walk around with me? That doesn't make sense to our flesh. It doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense to who we are. Hey, that, you know what? I've got, I got things i got to take care of. I can't just walk away from this. Amen. You know, we start thinking about it. We start putting two and two together, trying to make sense of it all. Amen. I'm telling you what, when God comes walking, amen, it's at a time, amen, when he's ready, when he calls, amen, when he reaches out for you. I'm telling you, you know what? From that very moment until the time, hallelujah, uh, they spent with Jesus, there were people that came and there were people that went. Hallelujah. There were people, amen, that followed the Lord. Amen. Because he was doing miracles and they wanted to see what was going on. Amen. He was feeding them. He fed them with the loaves and the fishes. Amen. And there were people that came and they were excited about, oh man, look at what's going on. Hallelujah. Amen. But when Jesus, amen, when Jesus, he got where the rubber met the road, when they realize, hey, I'm going to have to, this just isn't what I'm used to hearing. This isn't, this isn't what I've always been taught. This isn't, there's something, hey, wait a second. You know what? They walked away. Yeah, they walked away from the miracles. They walked away from all of these things, amen, because Jesus told them the truth. You're going to have to get to heaven. There's some things you're going to have to do, amen. Unless a man be born again of water and of spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God, amen. That's not my words. That's the words of Jesus. Jesus said you must be born again, hallelujah, of water and of spirit, amen. You must be born of water in baptism. You must be born, amen, in baptism, fully submerged in Jesus' name, hallelujah, that's being born of the water. Jesus said you must be born again of water and of spirit. Hallelujah. And receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm telling you, we've got to obey the word of God. And people walked away when he began to preach and talk to them and tell them what they got to do to be saved. At that moment of decision, many walked away. Because God's not going to force you. He's not going to force us into a box. He's not going to force us, amen, hallelujah. But I'm telling you what, he'll, 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 he'll offer up the, the, the option and say, hey, this is what you're going to do. Uh, this is what it's got to take. It choices up to you. Amen. The choice is up to you. Uh, amen. I'm telling you, when, when, when Peter was out, amen, on the boat, uh, amen, the disciples were out and the storm was raging. And we know the story. I think most of us know the story. And uh, Jesus sent them on, amen, the journey. and said, here, you guys get on the boat and, and, and go along uh, to the other side. And I'll uh, just, good luck, and I'll see you later. And uh, as they were out on the midst of the sea, the storm was raging. And, and uh, you know, they felt like, hey, this is, this is the end. This is the end of our life. We're going to, you know, we're no way we're going to survive this. But they see a form walking on the water. They thought it was a ghost. Amen. But as they, uh, Jesus, he says, you know, uh, don't, don't be afraid. It's me. Don't be afraid. I'm telling you today. Amen. Don't be afraid when God comes knocking at your door to do something for him. Amen. Don't be afraid. Amen. What may seem like odd. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Amen. I'm telling you what. There's coming a moment. Amen. God's giving you an opportunity. Amen. To show his glory in your life. Amen. When the waves are crashing around. Amen. That's the time. Amen. One moment in time. Amen. When Peter had an opportunity. Amen. In the midst of a storm. In the midst of a trial. In the midst of 
the worst, one of maybe what he thought was the end of his days. Amen. Jesus comes walking along. Amen. And he says, hey, this may be the only opportunity I ever have to walk on the water. Jesus, if it's you, let me come unto you. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, why don't you come on out here, Peter? And he did. He stepped out on the water and walked. Amen. With Jesus, because there was a moment of decision. He said, I'm going. I'm stepping out of the boat. I'm getting out of where I've always been. I'm getting out of my old ways. I'm getting out of my old life. I don't care. Amen. I'm getting out with Jesus. I'm taking this moment and I'm going to choose to walk with him. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. You know, if I were to ask tonight, amen, if those, how many of you had, can look back on your life and say, you know what, if I had had, my life would be different if I could do that, that one thing over. Amen? If I were to ask you, so if there's one, can you think of one thing you wish you could have, could redo or wish you could have made the different decision on? Amen. Amen. I, I, I would venture to say that every single one of us would, could more than likely go, yeah, I, it would be on the, probably on the tip of our tongue. I would have this to, yeah, I would have read, I would have done this. I would have made this choice differently. Amen. I, I think that moment came in my life as I was on a bus and my destination in the next five to ten minutes was meeting what was going to be my new drill sergeant. I thought, what did I do? Because I knew I had no way out. I had no, no way uh, around. I was done. I, there's, there's no way at this point. I can't say I made a bad choice. Amen. Uh, I really don't. The guy's yelling at me a whole lot. I don't like that. I want to quit. There was no opportunity. It was done. I had made the decision was over. Amen. And I'm telling you, amen, in that uh, moment, I had made a choice, you know. I had made a choice, amen, to enlist in the military. But, you know, once I got there, amen, you know, as people say, people start coming up with crazy ideas how to get out of boot camp. Crazy. I'm telling you, crazy. They act crazy. I tell people they're going to kill themselves and just crazy stuff. Amen. And I'm telling you, you know what? That choice, that decision that I made, you know what? They make sure, they make it very uh, clear that, you know what? The easiest way. The easiest way to get out of boot camp, the easiest way to get out of this, the easiest way and the best way, amen, is just to do what you're told and, 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 and follow uh, uh, the line. You're going to get out of here quicker if you just do and, and, and follow suit and you learn how to march and you learn how to walk and, 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 and you, you toe the line and you know how to figure out how to make your bed and you figure out how to do all these things, march in the right line and, and fire an M. The easiest way to get out of it is this, uh, people yelling at you and screaming at you. The easiest way is just to do what you're told to do. Amen. I'm telling you, I think sometimes we find, amen, uh, take more energy and more effort out of trying to get out of doing stuff, amen, than we would if we would just do what God has asked us to do. Amen. Go back in your life. Think about it. Amen. If I'd have it to do over, uh, I'd have done something a little bit different. Amen. Uh, and I think that's what uh, uh, a gentleman by the name of William Orton would have done. Uh, you may have never heard this story. You may know this story as I tell it. And you've probably heard it before, and that's okay, because I'm going to use it as an illustration tonight. But William Orton, who, who recognizes that name? Anyone recognize the name? That's what I kind of thought. 
William Orton. All right, let's, let's listen. He was a president of the Western Union Telegraph Company in 1876. Western Union had a monopoly on the telegraph, the world's most advanced communications technology. This made it one of America's richest, most powerful companies with $41 million in capital and the pocketbooks of the financial world behind it. So when Gardner uh, Green Hubbard, a wealthy Bostonian, approached Orton with an offer to sell the patent for a new invention Hubbard had helped, uh, had helped to fund, Orton treated it as a joke. He had a moment of decision. He had a choice to make. Hubbard was only asking for $100,000 for this invention. Well, the decision came when Orton, he bypassed Hubbard and drafted a response directed to the inventor, Mr. Alexander Graham Bell. He wrote, after careful consideration of your invention, while it is a very interesting novelty, we have come to the conclusion that it has no commercial possibilities. What use could this company make of an electric toy? Amen. In a moment of decision, amen. Uh, uh, Mr. Orton, I believe, would look back and say, I made a bad decision. Amen. I, I, I made a uh, wrong choice. Amen. Amen. That, uh, you know, the impact of this, uh, you know, this invention, this telephone, this electric toy, it would have been perfect for Western Union. And the reason being is because the company, Western Union, had a nationwide network of telegraph wires already in place. And the inventor, 29-year-old Alexander Graham Bell, had shown that his telephone worked quite well on telegraph lines. All the company had to do was hook telephones up to its existing lines, and it would have had the world's first national telephone network in a matter of months. In 1876, it's a bad choice. Amen? I would say that was a bad uh, decision. But you know, uh, instead he... Uh, Bell kept the patent, and in a few decades, just a mere few decades, his telephone company, which he renamed the American Telephone and Telegraph, or AT&T, had become the largest corporation in America. Amen. Uh, the Bell patent offered to Orton for a measly $100,000. Amen. It became the single most valuable patent in history. And then in less than years, in less than two years of turning Bell down, Orton, he realized what he had done. He tried to scramble and get things back in order. But you know what? He had created, he tried to create his own telephone system. And you know what? Ultimately, Bell had won, uh, got the patent. And so all the efforts and all the work that he had put into in the next couple years, all that had to go to Bell too. Because one choice, he looked at and said, I just doesn't, I don't know if that'll work for me. I just don't know if that's going to fit into to, to what we're trying to do here. I, I just don't understand a moment of decision. Amen. A moment of decision. Amen. I'm telling you, uh, a moment of decision can change many things. Adam and Eve in a moment, amen, changed the history of humanity. Amen. Adam and Eve, amen, they partook of a fruit. They, amen. One simple decision, one simple choice, amen, amen, cast judgment upon all of humanity, amen, and sent them outside of the garden. Amen. Abram and, Eve and Sarah, hallelujah. And one moment of decision, one moment, amen, amen, changed our world that we know today. Amen. And it's changed the course of history. In a moment of decision, hallelujah, I'm telling you, worlds can change. Lives can change. Histories can change in one moment. Amen. Of decision. 
Hallelujah. Amen. Just this, as, as Peter, James, uh, Andrew, and John, in a moment, as they were mending the nets, amen, just going about their life, just going about their life, amen. They weren't expecting Jesus. They weren't expecting him to come by. They weren't waiting and said, yeah, it's 4 o'clock and Jesus will be here soon. They were just living their life. They happened to just be about doing their business of mending nets and taking care of their equipment and doing these things. Amen. But Jesus came along. Amen. And reached out to them and cried out to them and said, hey, come follow me. Hallelujah. And there was a moment in time. Amen. There was a decision they had to make. Hallelujah. And they followed him. Amen. If your musicians would come just about through today. Interesting uh, passage of Scripture in Luke chapter 23, uh, verse 33. Jesus, this is Calvary. He's on the cross. Amen. As I read this uh, this morning before the first service, trying to get my mind on tonight, I read through this, and, and you probably know this, but it, it, bear with me. Luke chapter 23, verse 33 says, And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. They didn't understand what was going on. They didn't realize that what was happening. They just playing. How many people had been crucified that they had done the same thing? Cast lots. Hey, I, that guy's got a nice jacket. I want the jacket. How many, how many people had they sat at the feet and cast lots for the garments? They was just going about their life. When the Savior of the world was right there. Right there. Just playing, going about their life. Verse 35, and the people stood, beholding. And the rulers also with them, they derided. They, they turned up their nose at him, and they just snarled at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself. If he be Christ, the chosen of God. They looked and said, Let him save himself. Let him save himself. Had no interest, had no desire in the work of the cross. Had no desire in the work of the cross. Let him save himself. 36, and the soldiers also mocking, mocked him. And they came to him and offered him vinegar and saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. Soldiers, hey, we got a job to do. crazy on the cross save yourself joked and mocked him made fun of him laughed at him laughed at the message laughed at what he had said probably probably made fun of the things he said he was a king look at that sign because it had a sign that says this is the king of the Jews making fun mocking him 
Save yourself. Because that's what 38, verse 30 says. A superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek, Latin, Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. And one of the malefactors which were hanged, railed on him. The guy on the cross to the side started railing on him. If you're the Christ, save yourself and us. Come on, save yourself. You think you're who you are. Railing on him. Upset, angry. Not really believing the message. Not really believing that he was a savior. He was saying, if you think you can do it, why don't you do it? If you think you really are who you say you are, come on. Railing on him. Verse 40. But the other one on the other side says, he rebuked him, which was, he was rebuking the guy on the other side that was hung on the cross, was railing on the Savior. He rebuked him, saying, Dost thou not fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we, indeed justly, we deserve it. For we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man hasn't done anything. And he looked at Jesus. Lord, would you remember me? I don't deserve it. I'm here because I, I've committed the crime. But when this is all said and done, would you just remember me? on a cross and he was faced with a moment amen of decision I've got just a few moments of life left in me I'm just about to end of my life I, I'm hanging here I know in a matter of moments my life is over Jesus remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom others faced with that same scene Save yourself. <laughs> you just thought, I'm telling you, crazy people. You guys talk crazy. You talk crazy. You're talking about tongues. And that's crazy talk. You're talking about being baptized in Jesus' name. That's crazy talk. I'm telling you, hallelujah, there is a work of Calvary here in this very service tonight. Hallelujah. In your moment of decision, hallelujah, what's it going to be? What's it going to be for you? Where are you at tonight in your life? Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. You know you deserve the cross. You know you deserved it. You know you're not good. You know your life's messed up. You know you're struggled. You know you're living like you shouldn't. You know secretly, I'm talking to somebody today. There's some, you know in your heart you're not right. Amen. But I'm telling you, if you could just look to the cross tonight, if you could just look at this moment of decision in your life and say, Jesus, would you once again just remember me? Just remember me, Lord. Do you remember me? I, I, I need your help. I don't deserve it, but God, I need you.
Hallelujah. There was one person. Jesus didn't have many words from the time he was taken into captivity from his cap from the as he was taken in the garden to the time he was crucified. Didn't have a lot of words to say. Didn't say a whole lot. He wasn't trying to defend himself, wasn't trying to say, stop it, quit, I don't leave me alone. But something drew the words out of the Savior. There was something that drew, amen, amen, the attention of the Lord. It was a soul that said, Jesus, would you remember me? I want you to remember me when you go to your kingdom. Hallelujah. Come on, these altars are open tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm telling you, I know we're a lot of church folk here, but I'm telling you, there's souls, there's many people, there's people here tonight. You're at a place of decision, a moment of decision. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus is here tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we going to sit, point our finger, and say, hey, y'all save yourself. Save yourself. Do what you feel you got to do. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Come on. Amen. God's reaching for somebody tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. Do oh, you have regrets? Do you have any regrets tonight? I wish I would have. I should have. I could have. If I would, if I, if I would have only. Hallelujah. Samson had a probably spent many a days grinding at the mill saying if I would have just taken some time. If I'd have just taken a little bit of time while I had my sight. I could still see, realize God's hand was on me. If I, if I would have just only kept my mouth quiet, if I'd have just kept my mouth quiet. But hey, hey, young man, take my hand, lead me. I, I got one more, one more chance. Lead me to the pillar, set the house sits upon come on somebody altars are open hallelujah amen let's find a place to pray hallelujah 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 amen Samson was numbered with the faithful God remembered him. God remembered him. He had one last chance, one last moment of decision, one last opportunity, one last opportunity. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's a... You want to talk about opportunity, a moment of decision. Acts chapter 2 and 37 says, 
Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in the heart, said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? There was an opportunity to make a choice. What do we do? Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's your choice, Peter said. That's your only choice. Hallelujah. Come on, let's seek God right now. Amen. God's reaching out. God's walking by, saying, will you follow me? Will you follow me? I wish I'd have done something. I wish I'd have helped out more at the church. I wish I'd have been more involved. Come on, it's not too late right now to make a decision.
Bye.